Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, 9 a.m., you guys chanted like you knew what was going on in the 11. So I think, Dean Church, well, we maybe should start chanting at the 9. They're ready for it. If it was up to me, we'd chant every single thing. So there's this saying in Alcohol Anonymous that you'll know when you've hit rock bottom when you stop digging. As we enter into these last two weeks of Lent, I invite you all to sit with me in the valley of the dry bones and consider what our sin and the nature of death has to teach us about God's nature of life and resurrection. God uses the imagery of the dry bones to show his people what sin looks like spiritually. Can you imagine these dry, dusty, lifeless bones strewn about this dark, dark, desolate valley, this abyss of nothingness, the ultimate disconnection from God, death, in fact, the church fathers thought death wasn't even a thing in God's creation until sin entered the scene. Sin is what created death. Our unwillingness to trust God, to obey God, and to live out his vision for us and stay in relationship with him is what made death necessary for all of creation. So sin creates death, disconnection, and dis-ease. So friends, what are the parts of your life that you feel this way, this disconnection from God? In the Ignatian examine practice, we call this contemplation of our desolations. AA calls this that searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Another way to think about this is where do you need God to breathe new life into yourself and your relationships? So sitting in the valley of the dry bones is really hard work, but so necessary. We can't jump to resurrection yet. Got two more weeks. And if we, if we jump too soon, we won't really let sin and death teach us how to transform. It won't break us open so we can become something new. Gregory of Nyssa, the brother of my beloved Necratius, was one of our Eastern fathers of the church. In his work on the soul and the resurrection, he sets out this really fantastic theology of death that I think is really helpful in understanding what might happen to us when we actually die, physically and spiritually. He explains that God does this sort of separation of chaff from the wheat in our souls and bodies where the sinful parts of ourselves are burned up or they're purified. So in the resurrection, he says, our souls and bodies are grafted and sown into new creation that doesn't include sin anymore thus making 
all of us redeemable. I think that's pretty good news. So again, friends, I invite you to consider what parts of you need to be purified. How are you being tested in this season? I know I've been tested this Lent. God is working on me and my ability to have healthy boundaries. Familiar to any of you all? Historically, I have really struggled with good boundaries. I didn't even know what that word meant until about five years ago. Seriously. And I struggle with all the boundaries with my time, my money, my heart. And as a new priest, this makes things all the more difficult in that I'm expected to give away my life every day to the church. But these struggles, these dry bones, are merely opportunities for me to sit and to reflect and take that moral inventory, see those patterns, find ways that God can breathe her ruh, her breath, her spirit back into me and make me whole, make me a new creation. And I so appreciate the language AA has given us to do this work. And I am thankful for the many, many wonderful AA members we have in this community that are living examples of how sin does not have the final word in our life with Christ. Thank you all for teaching me that I am in control of how far I will dig my own grave. And with God's help and with my community, I can dig myself back out. And how beautiful is it when we see those dry bones come back to life out of the grave the skin and the muscle being sewn back together, the hands and feet being formed from the earth, and finally, that ruh of God, the life force that puts light in our eyes, fire in our hearts, and love in our souls. Look what these bones can do now. And this is what we do in ministry, friends. Take, for example, the Magdalene House. We take women off the streets in prison, and help them see that they aren't dry bones anymore. They have a chance and the ability to live out God's life and love in their lives. And the chance to break the chains of bondage of sin for good. Or even something as simple as our flower guild ministry. Where we literally take these used dying plants from the altar. Bring them back to life. And share them as gifts of joy to people who need some cheer. Or even when we hold the hand of a dying loved one, we remind them that even in their grave, we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. You see, death isn't the last word. It's merely a doorway into transformation and everlasting life. This is what it means to be a Christian. Where there is death and dry bones, we see the potential for new life, and we ask God and prophesy to God, like Ezekiel, to transform us into new creations. For we know that in Christ, death and sin has been conquered forever. Martha said to Jesus in the gospel, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. 
Then Jesus said, your brother will rise again, Martha. Martha said, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said, but I'm the resurrection and the life. And those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Martha said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. Friends, if we truly believe that Christ is the Son of God, let us be like Martha and believe. Let us be like Ezekiel and trust that the Lord God knows and follow him. For we were created to live through God's breath and the four winds and flourish on our own soil. So humble yourselves. Stop digging and look around. See what's possible with Christ our Lord and have the courage to ask God for yourself. Lord, can these bones live? Amen.